This year is Roschos Rafur Shalema, Tinik Ben Ayelat, the Mr. Kanik's grandson, Rafur Shalema, Bekarov. So the topic tonight is something which uh, I understand just judging by the amount of times I've been asked this question. <laughs> it comes up rather often, and it comes up in a lot of different. Um, forms. So the most classic form, the commonly asked form, is when there is a, a meeting, a business meeting being held, and it's being held in a tray for restaurant. It's being held in a tray for restaurant. So are you allowed to attend the business meeting? Are you allowed to walk into a tray for restaurant? Obviously, the question being Marasayin. So are you allowed to walk into a tray for restaurant and sit down along with a bunch of other people who are going to be eating non-kosher and you're going to be sitting at the table? Is that allowed? So that's question number one. That's the, the main question that we're going to be addressing today. And a secondary question, which is also, if we have time, we'll get to today, is assuming you can walk in, are you allowed to eat anything? Which is kind of, that's related. In other words, is it worse if you actually eat something? Obviously not the trafe. Not talking about shrimp. If you eat shrimp, that's worse. But I don't mean that. Yeah, the, I'm talking about, you know, if you can eat something, that's, that's 100% kosher. Even as something as simple as ordering a drink. Uh, is that okay? And then we'll get on to a, actually another question, which now becomes very relevant as we approach the holiday season with holiday parties. So we're not going to really talk about attending a holiday party, which is a whole sugya within of itself. Maybe the next Chabura will be dedicated to that, how to deal with holiday gifts and holiday thank yous and all that jazz. But uh, the question... Better do it after the fact. Wait, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. So uh, for now, we're just going to talk about the actual act of, let's say it's in your office and it's, ha- it's happening, and uh, there's drinks, and now I'm, not talk- I'm talking about actually both alcoholic drinks and even non-alcoholic drinks, the concept of drinking together with non-Jews. That, maybe if we have time, we'll touch, with, touch on that as well. And this question is not limited to going into a tray for a restaurant for a business meeting. It also is if someone's in school, in college, and they want to eat their food in the cafeteria, which is serve- serves primarily non-kosher food. So can you bring your food down and eat your little private bagged lunch in the cafeteria? The question which is also, I'm sure everybody assumes that it's mutter, but really it's related to this question, is when you find yourself in a rest stop and you want to get hot water. So if you want to just use the bathroom, you know, that's one thing. But forget just using the bathroom. You want to go to a McDonald's, I was asked this question, someone had a baby bottle and they just wanted to get a cup of hot water and the only, uh, there was Apparently no Starbucks in this particular rest stop. The only place they could go to was the McDonald's and get hot, hot water. Can you go to McDonald's, go up to the front uh, register and ask for a cup of water? <coughs> also, it really ties into the same issue of, uh, of Marasayan. And likewise, if you're in a mall and you want to eat lunch, and you want to eat lunch in the, in the cafeteria area, which is surrounded by Burger King, McDonald's, uh, some, you know, whatever. So that's, these are all the same question. It's a question of Maris Ayin, and it's a question of is there a problem with the fact that you're Jewish, clearly, openly Jewish, and going into a trefa establishment, is that motor, is that also? 
Now, there's a couple of other ramifications, or interesting ramifications, or uh, you know, interesting ways to look at this question, because you might wonder, maybe, if you're in this kind of situation where you need to attend such a meeting, maybe it's better to take off your yarmulke. Uh, we could go back to our first year, but, or, or put on a cap, you know, or something like that, uh, to disguise the fact that you're Orthodox Jewish. Maybe that's better, right? So our, your nose is going to give you away. <laughs> but uh, assuming, you know, assuming it's not so obvious that you're Jewish, uh, is, that, is that better? Maybe that's a better o- option. Maybe that's something you should do. You know, if you're going to be walking into a trade restaurant, at least don't be openly Jewish about it. Does that help? So that's also something we have to talk about. And I just wonder before we start, in that situation, is that what you would do? <laughs> in other words, have, be, have, assuming you've been in that situation or thinking about being in a situation, would you naturally do a thing like that? Disguise the fact that you're Jewish. Put on a cap. Yeah, what? I walked into McDonald's. I know we were meeting at McDonald's. And? and? I, threw, I threw up my own. You took a yarmulke. I, I, I would think, well, it depends that depends where you are. I mean, I've, I've, most times I've had this trial, it's been places where I didn't feel uncomfortable wearing a yarmulke because it was either... New York, or it was in places where I, I didn't, I don't know. I just, New York's I going to feel uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I don't know. I've... Well, I guess that's the question. If you had had to walk into a trade restaurant right in the heart of, uh, right. you know, Baltimore or uh, New York, or where there's lots populated by from Jews, would you that would you think that makes things worse, or you think, hey, of course they'll understand, you know? <laughs> So that's, that's the question. Which would, some places like Times Square, they won't let you use the restroom unless you're, you're a patron of the restaurant. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> you have to buy a drink. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's a question. Well, 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 you know, how to look at this. And also, generally, the question with Mara Sain is, who are we really worried about? Are we worried about um, from Jews, or are we even worried about non-from Jews, or maybe specifically non-from Jews is who we're worried about? So, so it's an important question to realize. And one interesting twist to this is there's one question we're going to be talking about walking into a trade for restaurant. But what about, and this is not really, it doesn't come up that much over here in the States, but it comes up a lot more in, um, in Eretz Yisrael, is what if you need to attend a meeting in a restaurant where you wouldn't eat from that hashgacha? So, and you, let's say you like, strongly know you wouldn't eat from that hashgacha, not just, you know, like it's a chumrah. You know that it's like hashgacha. You really wouldn't want to be seen eating from this hashgacha. So that changes the question also because there people actually would learn from you if you went in there and they would say, okay, look, if this guy's eating there, maybe that's, apparently it's a trustworthy place. So that makes the question that much more complicated when it's something, at least as a place that you know people aren't so sure about or aren't so clear about. Okay, so these are all the questions we're going to try to touch on. Now think about for a minute, can you think of examples? How many examples can you think of where... We are not, we don't care about Marasayim. We do things, we do things that look questionable and we don't care about Marasayim. What examples can you think of? What? That's a good example, actually. Well, we'll, get to, we'll talk about that later. That's not one of the examples I'm talking about. In other words, you're saying when there's a situation like on Shabbos, you have to be Michal Shabbos, you'll drive your car and you won't wave a flag. There's someone dying in the back seat. Okay, no, that's, that's, a, good, that's a good example. Okay, so we'll talk about that later. Go ahead. You're talking about doing something that... Do things that we do. Things that we do, right. That essentially. What? Power of ice cream. It's a great example, right? After a flesh, we would serve power of ice cream now, right? 
We well, say, rice milk, etc. Soy milk, do, yeah. Uh, don't we say you do have to do something to show a, 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 a semen? We'll see. We'll see what you say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, that's uh, that's 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 a good example of a, of something that we do. What else? What are, what else can you think of? What we do things that look look uh, questionable. What else can you think of other cases? Not just machalas asuras. Think of other uh, other areas of halacha. It's like ba. Speak up. Carrying on Shabbos, okay. So carrying on Shabbos, the assumption is that people know there's an Erev. That's not says, but, but you're getting closer, you're getting hotter. <laughs> you're getting warmer to the, to the kind of thing. We use uh, Shabbos clocks, right? So lights go on and off in our house. Um, sprinklers go on and off. And that's also essentially Marazayin, right? Just, again, we're assuming everybody knows that it can be, it, 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 it can be manipulated through a Shabbos clock, right? I mean, well, okay, okay. So that's that's a good example. That's actually that is a situation. Most a lot, very often in that situation, we are makbara marasayin. I'll get to that. There's more more times that you think that we actually are worried about marasayin with uh, using goyim and shabbos. Also, there's uh, food that are just uh, by definition tray for food, which is made kosher. You know, like uh, bacon bits, stuff like that. So it's even. Marketed as tray for food, it's bacon bits, but uh, Impossible Burger, another good example. Um, and uh, then there's some kind of things that we do without even thinking twice, but essentially it's the same thing. Wearing a shaitel. One walks out wearing a shaitel. That's Mara Sain, right? Uh, unless you know, you wouldn't realize that she's uh, not covering her hair. What? That she's covering her hair. That's why it's okay, right? Because we assume like that. It's correct. Yeah. So, so that's what we're going to have to figure out, right? Why is it different? That's exactly what we're going to have to address. Don't say everybody. My uh, Miss sister-in-law was working in a court. She used to be a stenographer, and she broke the news to them once that she's wearing a wig, and they, they, she, they were all flat on the floor. Out. Out cold. They couldn't believe it. They could not believe it. What? Well, the things that look more and more like hair, yeah. No, that's I mean, the fall is, isn't that where they, you have to wear a hat with it? Headband so fall. the hair's sticking out of the hat, so you're like... Essentially, right. It's harder to tell, right. Does that make it up to me, like, who, who were questions for the Marisayan? That, uh, uh, definitely. Like, definitely, you know. definitely, right. right. Well, Goyim is never the issue with Marisayan. Goyim are never the problem, but uh, it, so it has to be a Jew. But a Fry Jew would not know. Right, he wouldn't know the difference. I mean, it's never a problem with Chil Hashem for Gaim. That's never the problem. That kind of, that Maris Ayin not. That's Chil Hashem could be, but Maris Ayin not. It's not Maris Ayin. It's not Maris Ayin, right. There's no Jews, but Chil Hashem is not Maris Ayin. That's correct. Yeah, yeah, if you're, if you could be confident. Yeah. And lastly, shaving, shaving with a shaver. Shaving with a shaver is essentially also a Maris Ayin issue, especially if a really close shave. Um, it's, it's also the, It's mutter again Because everybody knows So we're going to have to dis- Realize We're going to have to Differentiate I guess How and when Can we apply this concept That there are things that That's okay Because everybody knows But somehow Other times We don't, appri- we don't apply that When You know What's the rules here Okay So let's now just Go through a couple of examples Of Marasayin And Halacha That we actually Are mapped on Right Marasayin And in Shulchan Aruch so one, one, uh, the classic one, the one I guess which we could say is the most relevant marasai and halacha that affects the most people is having non-Jews work for you on Shabbos. 
Now, a non, you can't have a non-Jew work for you on Shabbos. That's prohibited. You're not allowed to have a non-Jew. But there are such, certain uh, work arrangements that you could have a non-Jew work for you on Shabbos. For example, a contractor, and that's the most common situation, he's building your house. Contractor is building your house. A contractor doesn't really work for you. Contractor works for himself. That's a halachic concept. It's a kablon. A kablon means that he's not paid per hour. He's paid for the job. So he works on his own time, on his own hours. He calls the shots when he shows up, when he doesn't show up. Uh, and as you may have experienced, he, he doesn't show up. You know? So he really does call his own shots what he, when he's going to do work and when not. So he's working for himself. And he, just, he, gets, he gets paid for the job. Halachically, he's not called he's working for you. That's a kablon. Yet... As we know, you can't have a guy build a house for you on Shabbos. Why? Because of Marasain. Only because of Marasain. That's the only reason why it's Usher. Marasain. It's only because of Marasain, even though he's a Kablan. Why is it Usher? Because people don't know he's a Kablan. They think he's an hourly worker. Wait. There's no such thing. You can't get a contractor who's an hourly worker. There's not, doesn't, the thing doesn't exist anymore, right? As always, the, 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 guy, the contractor who's hiring the Mexicans or whatever it is that's doing the work is going to be a contractor. He's going to be not a, not a, a hourly schiriyayim. Yet, it's still also nonetheless because of marasayim. So that's an example which is very relevant halacha that even though it's something that everybody does know, it's still also because of marasayim. That's 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 the a prime example. Go ahead. Not also there because of Avshimilsa. Not Avshimilsa, no. That's not the iser. Not Avshimilsa. Avshimilsa is not the iser. Avshimilsa would be usher for you to do something, which is Avshimilsa. No iser for a guy to do something, which is Avshimilsa. This is marasain. This is marasain. It's it's an interesting kind of marasain. You gonna ask something? Yeah. What is the concern with marasain exactly? Don't other people have an obligation being done? They do. They do. They don't always, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, which one, I guess? Yeah. That was so, a very generous yeah, assessment yeah. of what happens. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll, talk, we'll, talk a little, we'll clarify a little bit more about that as we go along. Actually, the Ramesh has a chuva specifically about that. We'll see. Would it's it interesting. Would yeah. Would it matter if the house is isolated? If, like, it's on a property that's secluded, nobody... So, yes. Yeah. So, if, let's say it's out of the tchum, right? It's out of the tchum. There's no Jews within walking distance, within halachic walking, walking distance. Uh, then it's permitted. Then it's permitted. It's taka allowed. You could do that. Oh, now there's a what? It is. It is. That's also true. So this is a little. This is a little different. We're not going to get into all the nitty gritties of marasain because that that's going to that would take a couple of more shiur. But uh, let's let's try to get the basics here. Now let me just give you a couple of more examples which you may be aware of, but they're not as common. For uh, another example, as you may be aware, that there's an iser to have a human form. In a Jewish home, you now have a statue. Not a Jewish thing. Why dolls are mutter? It's a good, discuss- good question, but dolls are mutter, but a statue you can't have. Why can't you have a statue? It's not an Isidurais. It's an Isidurais to make a statue. But to have a statue is just an Isidurabanan. It looks like you have an idol. That's the Isidur. There's an Isidur to uh, eat roast meat, Pesach night. It's Marasain. That's what the Isidur is. It's Marasain. It looks like you're eating broader uh, carbon bachutz, even though we know no one does that. Still, that's the only problem. Um, some interesting ones, which is going to become a little bit more relevant, is uh, if uh, you drop some money in front of a, uh, an idol, a totem pole, I guess, or in front of a church, and you bow down to pick up the money. It's a problem. The Gemara talks about it. You can't do that. It's my sign. You have to like, turn around so that you're back. 
you know, faces the church when you bow down. So, etc. There are different situations of marasayim which do apply lahalacha, but again, the most relevant one and the one that's going to be playing the most with us right now is the fact that you can't have goyim working for you on Shabbos. And that we're going to have to see how to differentiate. What? Milchige bread is a, not a maris ayin, it's more of a, um, a confusion issue. It's a confusion issue, it's a bigger like a problem. Type thing. Yeah. Okay, so let's go to the first source here, and then let's, let's, let's take it from there. The first source, which is the most relevant to our discussion of going into a trefer restaurant. So it's a Ramah in Yeridea Simon Pei Zion. Ramah in Yeridea Simon Pei Zion. Make sure you're on the right side of the packet. Yeah. Other side of the package. Start from there. Yes. Um, yeah. Okay. So the Ramah says like this: You don't have to have a packet in front of you. If you don't, I'm going to read it slowly, carefully, and, and loudly. So the Ramah says one word missing here: Vinagu. That's the first word. Vinagu lasis cholav mishkedim. There's a meaning to make almond milk. They had it back then. Lasis cholav mishkedim and menichin babaser oif. And the particular dish in question had chicken. Chicken and almond milk. Try it at home. That's okay. Why? Because milk and chicken is only an Isra Rabbanan. So that's why it's okay. But if, you're going to want, if you want to put meat into almond milk, you need to put next to the milk, next to the almond milk, some actual almonds. Because there's a problem of maris ayin. Commission is barley else, and samachvav, linyan dam. What is he referring to, linyan dam? That's the halacha that there are certain kinds of blood which are mutter. Dam dogim is mutter. The dam of blood is a dam of fish, is mutter. However, uh, should you want to eat blood of fish, should you so desire, you need to have some scales in it. To make it even more appealing, so that everybody should know what it is exactly you're eating. That it's uh, it's fish blood. So they're, they're here you have a halacha, right? You have a halacha almond milk, right? Our our classic, our soy milk, our power of ice cream. So the Ramah says that if you want to serve it uh, here, you're actually serving a mamish together, right? You're, ma- you're making a cheeseburger here. You're serving your meat in the almond milk. So the Ramah says you have to have almonds in it, so that people know. That it's not, uh, it's not basah If it's chicken, he says, it's a drabanan. Chicken with milk is only a drabanan, so you don't have to be makbadan, smaran, asayin. But in the rice, you do. And a lot of achreinam are chelik and they hold that even a drabanan, you have to be makbad. They say, they bring many sources that we have marasan and drabanans too. So they disagree, even, and even more makbad. Okay? In this case, it's a little bit worse, because it sounds like something where you're cooking it. And mm-hmm. meaning that that would make, that would be a worse iser of baser b'chal than sh- than just eating it. Yeah, but it's also same iser is to to serve it, right? It's the same iser. I mean, it's not necessarily going to be the rice if right, you haven't cooked it, but if it looks like it was cooked together, it'll be the same marasayin if it appears to have been cooked together. So this is the this is the source. Okay, so let's start from here, right? <coughs> if we start with this rumah, it seems like we're in hot water, right? With all the things that we do, we serve the. We serve the soy milk with the coffee after a fleshig meal, a meal, the power of ice cream. Um, and uh, you go to a chasana and they have this little thing of margarine that looks exactly like butter on the table by fleshig meal, etc., etc. All these situations, certainly the impossible burger with the you know, cheese on it or the real burger with the fake cheese on it, so on and so forth. All these kind of situations. According to the Ramah, it sounds like that's not okay, right? And let's keep in mind... Let's keep in mind that the Ramah is talking about someone that's wearing a yarmulke, might have a nice, light, nice white beard, 
a very, very obviously orthodox person, right, who will say, what do you mean, no one would be chayshut such a person of eating basa b'chalav. Of course, he must be doing it by fenhetar. That doesn't seem to change the halacha, right? The fact that you're openly religious and you're very makbed on kashris, still is still a problem, marasayin. That doesn't seem to play a role. And we're going to see, it's funny, because a lot of the contemporary paiskim say, use that as a kind of an argument, why there shouldn't be marasayin, because you're an Orthodox Jew, and no one would be chayshit, an Orthodox Jew of walking into McDonald's to buy food. But I don't think that would be chayshit, an Orthodox Jew of, of serving, uh, you know, a, a, a Philly steak. So it's funny. It doesn't, in the source of marasayin, where there is a problem with marasayin, that doesn't seem to be an argument. Let's, we'll keep that in mind. So why then is it different? So here we have a Mefurish HaLach and Shulchan Aruch. So why, why Taka? Why could we have this, uh, the margarine and the... So back in the early days when margarine, you know, became a thing, uh, like Shammai was saying, the earlier Tshuva contemporaries uh, Paiskin that talked about it actually did suggest <coughs> that you put on the table the wrapper that has to be in the container so everybody could see it's margarine. Um, with power of ice cream, <laughs> I guess you would have to, be very not classy, but you have to bring the whole tub out onto the table and serve it from the tub in order to demonstrate that. Later, as things progressed, as you know, as we've seen, that that's not the... Con- that's not the the, the practice anymore. Why? Because it became so well known. It became so well known that there's something called power of ice cream, power of um, butter, margarine in other words, and, uh, and power of milk. So once it became so well, so well known, it was not a problem. So we have to then, we have to make a couple of assumptions. Assumption number one is that in the Ramaz time, almond milk wasn't a thing. It wasn't a big thing. So it existed, but it wasn't such a big thing that you can, everybody would naturally assume, oh, this must be, must be almond milk. Okay, you know. Luckily, we didn't live in that time, so we can't know one way or another, so we'll make the assumption. And there, is, there are sources to say, and, and this is the key question here. This is the key question. Can something which Chazal said is usher because of Marasayin, could that change? A lot of times we know Chazal says something is usher, it stays that way forever. It doesn't change, right? Chazal make a gzera, we say like plug, right? Even though the situation changed, the times changed, the context is different. We say, no, the Isra stays, it keeps on, it stays that way, right? But here we're saying it's not true. Here we're saying it was Marasayin, it isn't anymore. So can we do that? Is that true? Can we apply that? And apparently we can. Now one, there, there, there's some, we'll see as we go along, there's some steers in, in that. The most, the classic example brought that Marasayin can change is from an interesting case. From uh, silk, and wool. Before people were accustomed to silk, so they assumed it was linen because it was, you know, white, smooth. It had, it looked a little bit more like linen than it did like wool. So when someone had a woolen garment and a silk garment or a mixture of the two, they assumed it was shatnas and it was a maris ayin problem and it was aser. <coughs> and then eventually as people became more accustomed to sink, uh, silk and it became more widespread, that iser fell off. So there is a good example of a situation where as a result of it becoming more well known, the iser changed. So, go ahead. So you're saying if there would be a Gemara, no, this is getting important. So if there would have been a Gemara in Chulun somewhere that says Asr Lachal Chal of Shkedim with uh, Basar, then you're right. Then you're saying no, maybe we wouldn't, we wouldn't have dropped it, we would have kept it forever. Whereas here, the Ramah made it up. So the Ramah made it up, so it can, it can fall off too when it becomes not real. So, so assuming you're right, assuming you're right, we, do the, we could do something else, which is important, is that you could make up a Marasayin. Somebody's going to want to say, you can't make up a Marasayin. Right? If the Gemara says it, it's also you don't make up your own Marasayins. 
And that we kind of see in the Ramah that that's not true, right? Because that, that Ramah should be a good source that, that uh, it isn't a Gemara, the Chal of Shkedem is also, well. They say, yeah, they say, look, whatever Chazal answered, they answered, and otherwise, too bad. That's <laughs> basically what they're saying. Ramesha says that if the Chazal would have been around, if, I'm sorry, the timer would have been around in the time of Chazal, there's no question they would have answered it. That's what he says. And he said no one should use it, and that's obviously where's not the, a popular psa. Where's, where's the Makor about the silk? And where, where does that come from that it changed? Uh, that's, we'll see. We'll see. We'll get to it later. Let's get to the source. However, this Ramah might be a Gemara because the Ramah says it's the same thing as Dam Dogim. So Ramah could be held that it's exactly like the Gemara. He held Dam Dogim with uh, scales is the exact same thing as Chal Shkedim. So again, we're not the ones to say that it's the exact same thing, but the Ramah, it could be held was the exact same thing. So the, whether you're right or whether you're wrong will actually be, these two questions are going to be mutually uh, bound by that. In other words, can you make your own marasayan? And if you could, then it can fall off. Or is a, if a marasayan that came from the Gemara, can that change? Right? So these are the, 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 both, both these questions are going to depend how you want to understand what the Ramah is saying. Is an example like that, like, you know, Pesach, and our Pesach to eat meat? Whereas, like, it's still awesome today, even though we don't have Kurbanos, like... Correct. Okay. Yes. The, the that's a good example. Go ahead. He did, he did, but that that we're more machmeran. That we don't that we don't agree with the Ramban. That we're we're machmer even by the Rabbanan. Many Achrayim disagree with him on that. So according to the Ramban, the ice cream part by some would be a problem. Would be the anyway, correct? Eating it afterwards would only be a Rabbanan. That's right. So he wouldn't. He wouldn't have a problem with that anyway. You're right. That is correct. Um, Rabbi Belsky Zatzal has a tshuva about the impossible burger, cheeseburger, or uh, soy, uh, soy cheese on, uh, on meat. And he writes about serving in a restaurant. And he writes that as long as it says it in the menu, it's okay. It has to say it in the menu. The menu, it has to say it's power of meat or power of cheese. So he says that sounds like a kind of, you know... Uh, a very weak way to get around the Marasayan problem by writing it in the menu. He says, but putting shkedim in the milk is also a very weak way to get around the Marasayan. He says, most people will look at the shkedim and they don't even know what you're doing. They'll think, it's a, they'll think it's a garnish, right? They won't have any idea that you're coming to demonstrate that it's chal of shkedim. So he, see, he says, you see that it doesn't have to be such a powerful uh, symbolism to demonstrate that it's not, that, 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 that it's power. As long as it's in the menu, he says, it's enough. So he says, okay, that's very good if you're eating in the restaurant. What if you're ordering out? Take yeah, yeah, take out. You, go, you order it in. So he says, okay, you know, it's also good. But he says, if you serve it to your guests, so you serve cheeseburgers, you have to tell everybody what, the, what it is. <laughs> that is. That draws the line. There you have to tell everybody you should know these are kosher cheeseburgers. In a restaurant, wouldn't yeah. you know if a restaurant is a dairy restaurant or a pleasing restaurant? Again, and as you're assuming by the fact that it has a heksha and it's a kosher place, must be, but that doesn't seem to be playing a role here, right? We're all wearing yarmulkes. We still people are, you know, it's still a problem in sign, right? So the, the, there has to be something more than that. There has to be something definitive saying that. So this is how, it's just interesting that he, he takes this uh, simon that the Ramah gives us of the almonds and the milk, and he says, you know, okay, it's so weak, so you can do like even the littlest kind of Stop. demonstrations enough. Well, huh? bacon with a K. Right, right, faking. You know, yeah, right. He's yeah. saying it's so. It's not so little. In order to order it, you're going through. The, everyone who's ordering it is looking at the menu and seeing it. Yeah. And yeah, but the people, that, the people ordering it is not the problem. The right? other people are also seeing. It's it on the other menu. people. See, oh, that's what he's saying. You'll, they'll look on the menu and say, "Oh, he's eating a cheeseburger. Let me look at the menu." Right. That's not, not exactly the same, but fine. Now, 
the Okay, so this is what we've clarified here from this Ramah. Okay, so to summarize, let's realize what we got from this Ramah and see what we can go forward with it. So the Ramah definitely has a kind of marasayin of almond milk with uh, meat. He tells us the fact alone that you're wearing a yarmulke is not enough. It ha- you need something more than that. You need the almonds and the milk to demonstrate that it's kosher. We know in our own practice that being that these, once these things have become very prevalent, we don't need to put the almonds there anymore. Once everybody knows that it's kosher, then we don't, you know, we're not worried about that. So that contemporary price can have assumed that this, this kind of marasayan can become obsolete, that we see. So that, 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 that's how much we've learned from this remote so far. Now, let's move on to uh, the next maramakam here. Yeah. yeah. We already have things like the Morningstar Farms, which you know, look like a shoot. Right. Yeah. How much yeah. of the Morning Sign is on the, the person eating it, or people, like, because if somebody's, yeah, it can stand on the menu, but it's fake. But right. Somebody's walking by, they don't see what it says on the menu. That's, that's where Rebelski that's where, that's where is saying. And he's saying, yeah, it's not, bad, not that much better than the almonds. He says the almonds also, if you can look at it, not know what it is. He says it's enough. Okay. That's his bimachadish. You don't need such a major thing. So let's take a look at Ramaisha. Ramaisha is a fascinating case. He starts off with one thing and then he gets into something else. So Moshe starts off this tshuva. This is in uh, Tafshin Yud Test, right? 1959. So he starts off this tshuva. He's talking about, are you allowed to walk into a reformed temple when they have a room dedicated for the Orthodox services, right? So the reformed temple has a room dedicated for Orthodox services. What? Uh, is that what that is? Yeah. I thought I thought I six was kind of. It's more like community center. It's just kind of nothing, right? It's unaffiliated. What? I think at one point it was. Was it? Yeah. Uh, historically, it was. On times two, yeah. Right. And then no, they use it. Rabbi Tadalam uses it every or every other Shabbos, right? That's where he makes his finish. What? It's a oh, all right, but it was, it's non-denominational, right? That's how I understood. Yeah, why it's better. It's a problem for the it's a problem for different reason because by going, you're you're showing it gives some credibility. Second reason he has. First, he talks about Marasan. So that's what Marasan talks about. So he starts off talking about going into a reformed temple to daven, and then he talks in the end. He gets to restaurants. So you want to daven in a shul which was made Okay, that was the problem with reform in those days, right? There was no mechitza between anashim and nashim, and nowadays the problem got a little bit more intense. There's no mechitza be'etzem between anashim and nashim. Yeah, anyway. In that binyan, there is a room. They made a special designated room for those who don't want to daven with the reform minion. She's pal be'cheder ha'hu. They'll dab it in that room. Is it permitted to dab in there? If it's not clear to everybody, so it means it's not even a wide known, wide, a, a, a wide known fact that uh, there's a, a room there for Orthodox. Then Then it's clearly Yisrael. Klai Yisrael, our day and age, are not chashud. There's no, no one suspects a Jew of serving idols. It's not a, it's not a If there's a root, which that root is almost always used to get to uh, the, you know, the Sistine Chapel or to get to some Avay 
if that route is specifically for that to, for, to, to get to that of Adizar, it's also you're not allowed to walk down that route. It looks like you're going to serve it. And certainly this kind of Isra of a reformed temple, she is she is a killer in she, because people don't make such a big deal out of it. There are many that do daven in uh, reformed temples. If it's not well known that there's a, uh, a kosher uh, room there, so if it's not well known that there's a room here for, designated for Orthodox, you certainly can't walk it. Umistaber, he says, It makes sense, it's even worse. The Hassan Pirish Rashi, and he, it's very, and here he, he defines for us two terms that are used interchangeably, but he says they don't mean the same thing. Marasayin and Cheshad. Marasayin, what will people think? And Cheshad, people will be Cheshad, people will suspect you. And he says it means two different things. The Hassan Pirish Rashi, Cheshad. They're going to serve it. Even though Marasayan is a more typical language. I've explained other places. It's two different things. When it says Marasayan, Marasayan is when Chazal were worried that if you do it, other people are going to do it. And that's a very important point. That's one kind of Isser. Maris Ayin is not that people will think you are an Aver Avera. It's not that other people are going to think that you are someone who doesn't care. On the contrary, they know you care. And because of that, they're going to deduce that is permitted. And this is an issue. That's issue number one. But where it says the problem is Cheshad, it's where there's no way in the world anybody could possibly think that it's mutter. You can't serve an idol, everybody knows that. There's a separate problem. A person is not allowed to have people be chayshed him. Even if no one's going to learn from him. That's learned from a Pasik. You have to be. Naki, you have to look clean in the eyes of Hashem and in the eyes of Yisrael. Mrs. Likewise, if you walk into McDonald's, no one's going to think McDonald's is kosher. Everybody knows that. As, as no matter how. Uh, not religious you are, everybody knows McDonald's. It's not kosher. Shishram Maganam is a Mishumadam, Tuva Kiyadua, Vilchain, ain't lesser Mitzad Isamarasayan. Isamarasayan is not the right terminology. Shubishvil Shalayomadim Mendel Zalzabi Isurim. El Apirisha Isurim Neha Chashad. Isur is Chashad. Shumidin Ve Yisim Nikim. People are going to be Chashad, you're being over in Avera. Avel Hacha Shalayomal and Shikol Kach. Over here it's not so bad. Yesh Levada Chashad Gam Isamarasayan. They're saying over here by Reformed Temple, people could come to learn from you. People think, oh, maybe it is okay to draw a diamond in a Reformed Temple. So here you have both. It's worse than going to Avodah Zarah, going to a Reformed Temple. Both, you have both Cheshat and Marasayin. Both people are going to suspect you're dominating there, and they're going to learn from you that it's permitted to dominate there. Okay, so he goes on and on. We can skip now. Now let's go to the very last um, paragraph here. Here he says a, a, fa- a fascinating thing. He talks about restaurants. Ubedvar, very last paragraph. Ubedvar im mutter lechel be restaurant shemechinim sham rak machalichalav. So apparently the person who asked the Shaila said, oh, it's just a dairy restaurant, what could be wrong? 
So first Rav Moshe goes to explain to him what could be wrong, how many things could be wrong. Number one, they're not religious, they're Machal Shabbos. So you should realize that many things could be treif. First of all, treif a fish. The oil that they use after Shem, they could be using lard. And the cheese is also. And then there's other things which are Bishalak. So there's no such thing as a kosher restaurant which is not kosher. Vegetables, right, right, right. That wasn't even such a big deal then. Was, was yeah, 1959. Was he asking because he was going to eat? Or just the person? Yeah, yeah, certainly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And now he's, then he gets on to the next thing. Afli <laughs> Even if you just want to eat the things that everybody knows is okay. Both Marasayan and Cheshad. Ach, here is a funny thing. You're very, very hungry. And you're very uncomfortable. And you're in, uh, in Alabama. There's nowhere else to eat. You're allowed to go in there to eat things that everybody knows is mutter. But you have to make sure no one sees you. So he makes a fantastic tushtel. So this is the Gemara. is in Ksubis. The Gemara is talking about like this. Amar is talking about someone who uh, is a geneach. A geneach means he has some kind of a heart disease. And this, the, the, the refuah for this heart disease at that time was to nurse from a goat. You heard me right. Nurse from a goat, directly. That was the refuah. So uh, that, somehow that helps. And uh, you wonder, maybe the guy would rather die. You know, apparently not. Right? So he, would, he, preferred a, he preferred a nurse from a goat. So he nurse from a goat, and the, he wants to do it on Shabbos. So nursing from a goat with your mouth is called dosh kolachiyat. Nursing, uh, uh, squeezing a goat, milking a goat would be nisudah reitzah. It's dosh on Shabbos. But doing it with your mouth is actually kolachiyat. It's not the normal way for a human <laughs> to obtain milk from a goat. Normally do it with your hand. So it's kolachiyat. But it's nisudah rabbanan. It's nisudah rabbanan. It's still asimid rabbanan. But being that he's a geneach, he's suffering. So b'makim tzaira legazur rabbanan. But Makam Tsar and he's suffering and Chayli Lagaz Rabbanan and he can nurse Kalachiyat, he can be over at Isra Shabbos Dash Kalachiyat. So he's bringing from the fact that we override an Isidra Banan of Kalachiyat on Shabbos, Vimakam Chayli, that you can go into a tray for restaurant with an Isra Marasayan and eat if you're very hungry. He says you should eat a He says it has to be a bit cynical. Well, well, what, what do you mean? He says, but means just make sure no one sees you. He says, walking into the oh, trip well, restaurant. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, he, he, he clarifies. All right, anyway, this is his tushel. So it's a, it's a, a mind-boggling tushel. And he says, hi, no, let's finish. There should be no one who recognizes you outside. Because people inside, as he says, you're saying, if you're inside, you're just taking a bowl of cherries. But if there's outside, there are people who see you going in, you have to tell them. Okay? So, according to Ramesha, says, now he's talking about eating, actually eating something in the tray for rest time. He doesn't talk about just walking in and not eating anything at all. He doesn't address that. But let's assume it's the same. 
Because really, the people outside, they just see you walking in. So that's what it's the same. So he's only allowing you to walk in if you're mitzdar tuva or b'makim hefsid. Okay? So if we're going to use Ramesh's, uh Ra- rationale. So we'll say, okay, you really can't miss this meeting. It's going to cause you a real hefsid. If you miss the meeting, it'll jeopardize your job, jeopardize your standing in the company. So it's a real hefsid. So you can go in. But if anybody sees you going in, you have to tell them, I'm going in for a business meeting. Okay? So you have to kind of walk in with a sign. Maybe you have to be holding your briefcase very prominently, you know, and uh, whatever it is that makes you look very businesslike. Well, walking in with a bunch of people in suits. Right, right, but they're all going to eat. You know, you have to look very, very, very businesslike. You make sure you really look like a businessman. You know, don't go in your, uh, don't dress down for this particular meeting. And uh, let everybody know, anybody who does see you, let them know that you are just going in for a business meeting. And I, it just, again, based on what he's saying, he says inside the place, everybody sees what you're eating, so it's okay. So, you know, it's interesting. Generally, my approach to this has been, uh, some people say that my show was in 1959, that was a very, very long time ago, 1959, and uh, maybe it wasn't so prevalent. Orthodox Jews in the business world, Bechal, weren't so prevalent. Professionals, where they would be having business meetings in, the, in, uh, in, in, in trade for restaurants. Uh, generally, the, the, the Jews that got into the professional world at that point were eating treif. <laughs> they weren't really eating kosher for the, large, for, for the most part. So, so it wasn't so prevalent. And now people say it's much, much more prevalent. So you have that same argument that once it's become so well-known and so prevalent, so Rav Maisha wouldn't have asked. It could be. But what's interesting to me about Rav Maisha is like this. I, I personally, when people ask me what to do, I suggest you go in. It's okay. You're allowed to go in. Everybody sees. But actually don't eat anything. Don't eat anything. Don't let anybody see you eating anything. Um, because that, again, from the experience that I've heard from people, is that once you start eating, then people just see you're eating. And they don't necessarily look to see what it is you're eating. What? Same. Yeah, that, that, that's my assumption. Maybe holding a water bottle is one thing. But, you know, if you get, you get served the glass, once you're getting served, it's already worse. And I, I, I just, you know, someone was telling me how he walked out from one of these meetings and someone tapped him and said, hey, you're not supposed to be here, you know. And uh, that guy was Jewish. He was not religious, but he was Jewish. Uh, I was reading another story where someone walked into a, uh, a cafe in Eretz Yisrael, you know, where he was, uh, uh, he was religious, but the, it was a non-kosher cafe. And the waitress told him, you know, Zalo kasher. And then the, the cook came out, Ani ochel kasher bebeti. I eat kosher in my house, but you should know this is not kosher. And everybody, finally, the guys told him, you know, let's just go find somewhere else to eat. You know, but it's, uh, so, so when you're there and you're ordering, it does look worse. That was my opinion. But Ramesh is saying not like that. I'll just, you know, be honest. Ramesh says, no. In the restaurant, anybody who's there and sees you eating an apple, that's fine. That's actually not a Mara sign. The only problem is the people outside who see you walking in and don't know what you're ordering. So according to Ramesh, he, he doesn't necessarily think that way. Yeah. Does anyone draw that line that uh, someone back here suggested of dr- only drinking versus, versus uh, eating? Because no. every, every time I've gone somewhere, I'll get a... A drink or whatever. Right. All, almost always, like, oh, you're not going to eat anything. Right. They chap that well, I'm no, doing go, something the, different. They go and chap. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. But not necessarily other people on other tables. Hey, there's someone, right. There's someone in the restaurant and they have a cup of whatever right. or soda. They just assume it's food. part of your meal. Yeah. It actually looks, looks, it looks it's odd. It looks odd, you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Right. But that's clear that it's That you're eating something else. And it's not just you're waiting for your dish that took them an hour to prepare. Right. Yeah. I hear these arguments. Ravi just has not. My, again, like my personal suggestion is don't do anything. Yeah, what that's what, what I'm saying. they have the kosher meal and like it's all wrapped in foil? Oh, <coughs> so that technically, yeah, you're right. But technically, like once you know, once you get rid of all that, 
uh, yeah, then you're eating. It's on different plates. You're eating, so and everybody's eating. Right? All right. But again, it depends how closely people are looking. Are they looking, you know, that closely, or are they just see? You know, it is. It is. It is. You know, that's a question. No, but is there a difference in a for as long as I can remember, right. so going back at least 20 years, right. if you were at a non-kosher event, they would, and, and, and Stark did it, we did it here in all the places, they would go to the kosher kitchen and they would take brand new kale, like everyone else's kale in the event, and they would put your kosher meal on those kale and wrap it, seal it, and deliver it to you, and you would open it and sit and eat kosher. 100%. Meal. That is, that, that's how they did it, yeah. No, 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 And, uh... Their assumption was everybody knows. They're going with the more lenient presumption, you know, that it's like an everybody knows kind of thing. Well, yeah. Look, you could argue that on an airline, you know, you're flying United and they give you your kosher meal, right? And you're eating that together with everybody else who's eating the bacon and eggs, you know? So, yeah, there is some level of where everybody knows. That's for sure. Oh, you're saying it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, right, right, right. Is there a it's a popular line, yeah. Is there a difference between a restaurant or at, like, a conference? <coughs> it's like in a restaurant, it's all they're serving, but at a conference, you oh. know what they're serving. Okay, okay, yeah, I hear that. I mean, you can make that, you can make the distinction also. True. Make a difference yeah. if you are bringing your own food versus ordering something from the restaurant. It's all the same kind of thing. It's all the same. I mean, obviously, it's worse when you order from the restaurant. Yeah, again, the, the point is, to me, again, it's a, my personal opinion, my personal suggestion, to avoid... Any possibility of Mara sign, you know, is Bre- to breakfast to breakfast at a hotel. What? Breakfast at a hotel. Same thing. That's really a restaurant. Yeah. Right. Breakfast is really a restaurant. Now he was asking before. Uh, Rami was asking about yeah, a conference. <laughs> a conference is interesting because a conference is not a restaurant. A conference is just they're serving food. They could be serving anything. Well, breakfast in the right? morning is, is a big buffet room, not restaurant. <laughs> All right, but it's a, that's that's a, the same. You know, conceptually, the same as a restaurant. A conference is something totally different, though. A, con- a, con- a conference is just. They're bringing in food, right? So by definition, they're bringing in food. They could bring, be bringing in one thing for the vegetarians and the vegans. and the, So it's, it's assumed that, you know, everybody has their own particular needs. So that's, I could hear much more cool dig, a conference well, than, uh, than a restaurant. Well, I'm just saying, a breakfast is, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but the continental yeah. breakfast, when you go to the hotel, breakfast, yeah. it's, right. like, it's individually wrapped boxes of I, I know, I know, I know, I know. I know. Yeah, 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 that could be better. That could be better. Yes, someone just asked me this morning about a waffle maker, using the waffle maker in a tray for hotel. Yeah. But that's why the Rob's yeah. approach is, is great for all this, because it, it stocks all these It does make my life easier, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the person who actually asked me about the waffle maker in a tray for hotel told me that he asked another Rav, and the other Rav said, rather buy a waffle maker from Walmart and use it, not toiveled, than use a waffle maker in a tray for hotel. Okay. It's one, one argument. I said, the best thing is to steal the waffle maker. Then it doesn't need to be toiveled. Then you're there. That's your best. <laughs> what, if it's, right. what if it's a meeting in a, in a, uh, in a bar? Oh, oh. Right, right, right. So the bar actually brings its own issues of drinking with the guy. So we'll have to get to that. Which I, I don't know if we'll get that far. Okay, let's go to the next Mara Malcolm over here. Wait, what's that? Cash of Sazu with Cash of Sazu. You don't know that it's good. Right, here we go. Give me a second here. Because you, you don't know. It has no, no, it has no Heksher. You don't know. They're saying this is the only thing we use. We only use this brand. They, that's, what they're, that's what they're saying. You know. Oh, oh let me, let me uh, I forgot. Let me, before we go to the next Mara Mokim, you know, fascinating thing. Ravitzlach Zilberstein. Ravitzlach Zilberstein was asked the following question. 
Rizchel Zilberstein was asked that uh, there's someone who worked in Kiruv, and he was working on a guy that owned a restaurant. And the guy was, he made, wanted to learn with him, and they, he agreed to learn with him. And then he said, you know what, it's really very hard for me to get out at night. Can you come to my restaurant and learn with me there? You know, then I'll find time and I'll learn with you over there. So he goes to the restaurant. It's a tray for restaurant. You know, he's hoping he'll make him from and then it'll become a kosher restaurant. But for, <laughs> currently it's a tray for restaurant. They serve tray for food. So he would, now he wants to know, am I allowed to walk into this tray for restaurant and sit there and learn with this guy? You know, from me, sitting in a... So he did it one time, he says. He writes to Rizky Zilberstein. He did it one time. And sure enough, he says, he's sitting there, and a from guy comes in and starts ordering something. He runs over to the from guy and says, why are you ordering here? It's a tray for He says, well, you're here. <laughs> it must have Ashgach I didn't know about, you know. So he, he, he saw that it, was, uh, it, it wasn't okay. So Rav Yitzchak Zilberstein, classic, he says, oh, you know what he should do? He should buy a toupee and put it on top of his head. So this way he'll be there without a yarmulke. Right, baseball cap, blahs, right. So uh, in, in Israel, I don't know, they didn't have that concept of a baseball cap, so toupee. Anyway, no, he wants it to be very clear that you're not wearing a yarmulke, so no one can learn from you. So he wants it, is that okay? And he wanted to bring a proof, he wanted to bring a proof from a Gemara and Tainus. Gemara and Tainus talks about a certain person who worked for the government, and he did, he dressed like non-Jews. And there are certain ways of dressing like non-Jews which Chazal said you're not allowed to do. You can't we wear a certain kind of, you can't cut your hair in a certain way. The Gemara, the Gemara says over there are certain things you can't do. And he did it. And the Gemara says that one Amaira met Eliyahu Anavi, and Eliyahu Anavi said, this guy, he's going to Eil Haba. So he went and he said, how are you talking? How are you allowed to do these things? Chazal said you can't dress like Goyim. How could you dress this way? He says, I passed myself off as a non-Jew, and this way I can hear when they're plotting against the Jews. I let the Rabbana know about it, the Rabbana Davin, and they, they do, uh, you know, Heshtablus. So this, that's, that was his method. So he wanted to prove that, you see, you know, uh, for a good, important Syria, for an important reason, you can even look like a non-Jew, uh, and and, and uh, that's okay. So he asked Rabbi Yashiv, and unsurprisingly, Rabbi Yashiv said it's also. <laughs> and he said, it's a chil Hashem, you can't do that. You can't afford to pay and look like a non-Jew, it's even worse. And he says, the chil Hashem, and he says, the case over there in Tainus, everybody knew that that's what this guy was doing, it was well known, that's why it was okay. And this is an interesting story. He says, Rabbi Breish, Zatzal, Rabbi Breish is the Chalkas Yaakov, is Rav in Zurich. He uh, was uh, Rabbi Rami Shula Salvechik's father-in-law. So he, he has a whole bunch of swarm, Pachalkas Yaakov. Anyway, so he tells the story of Breish that there was a fellow that lived in uh, Zurich and he was, he was from, from fellow, nice long beard and long and pious and his wife passed away. So he was single and his son lived in America. His son invited him to move in with him. So he moved to America and he was there by the son and his son had a, had a restaurant and his son said, you know what, uh, why do you, should you be housebound with nobody around? It's very depressing. Come, come downstairs, sit in my restaurant. I'll have a table designated for you. You want something to drink? We'll bring you something to drink. Fine. He says, uh, next time this man visited Zurich, Rabbi Reich sees he has no beard and no pace. And he went over to him and he said, Chaim, uh, what happened? Why did you cut off your beard and your pace? So he said, you know, I was sitting in my son's restaurant. And I started becoming aware that my son uh, wasn't so careful with, hash- with kashrus in his restaurant. And there were some things being brought in through the back door without the mashgiach's knowledge. And I came to realize that my son was kind of using me as a heksher. Someone with a nice long beard and payas sitting by the table. I was being used as a heksher. So I cut off my beard and payas. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> I don't know, like it was an interesting solution. <laughs> Maybe just to go back, go back upstairs. But that was the solution. <laughs> he, cut, he cut off his beard and payas. 
in order for because of this uh, this Marasayan problem. Anyway, that was the story. That was since we're Zilberstein, not Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the problem. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So Lamaisa, just getting back to that, we were talking about whether it helps to put on a baseball cap. It doesn't necessarily diminish the Chil Hashem. If anything, it might actually make the Chil Hashem worse. Uh, the fact that you're putting on a baseball cap, people might say, ha, huh, he doesn't want anybody to know that he's orthodox. And he's, uh, I remember there was a friend of mine that said that um, when he drives, whenever he does an illegal turn, he takes off his hat. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So yeah, that makes a bigger chil Hashem. Lattle lesser one. Okay, let's see uh, the, next, the next source over here. Is the Minchas Asher. What? That's a, that he's about to address that. That's uh, Rav, uh, Rav Asher Weiss. There's <coughs> a big Rav in Eretz Yisrael. So take a look over here. Simon Samach Zayin. Be'yehaisi be'yehannesburg. I was in Johannesburg, Nishalti. Ba'asifas Rabbana Ha'ir. L'dati, what do I hold? L'gabe anashim sh'oivdim b'chevres g'dolos. They work in big buildings, big um, office buildings. Be'nyana misradim. Yesh misada. There's a cafeteria. Ha'mesheresa sa'tzibur ha'oivdim. It services everybody who works in the office building. And it's a tray for cafeteria. Is it okay for people that work and they are medactic in kashrus? They keep all halacha. Are they allowed to get a, go into this restaurant? They're just bringing their own little sandwich. Are they going to buy vegetables and, and fruit? Something everybody knows is no problem. Maybe there is a problem of Marasayim. So this is the cafeteria question. It's accepted nowadays. They make meetings, uh, work meetings in uh, restaurants. And they talk business with, uh, within this, uh, a meal. Are you allowed to be a part of such a meeting? Because you're careful with kashras. This is my tarts. So he, right in the beginning, he brings down Rav Moshe's tshuva. And he says it's a plea, right? Ramosha that Ramosha said that there's a heter of Bamakam Tsar the Gazura Banan. Ramosha wants to make a comparison that the same way sometimes Khazal say Bamakam Tsar the Gazura Banan, then there's no Isidra Banan Bamakam Tsar. You can apply that to Marasai. And he says the plea. It doesn't apply to every we know it doesn't apply to every Drabanan. You certainly can't be matir every Drabanan in, in the world because of this cloud of Bamakam Tsar. That that's that's a that's a given. So how does Ramosha know you can apply it to this? one. That's basically his question. Turn the page and let's see the, the next the, his tut stadim lahakal. Ach mitam achar, it's uh, the, under the bays. Ach mitam achar niru lahakal b'zeh mishnei stadim. I have two reasons to be mekel. Aleph yesh la'ayin, im chashash maris ayin din klalihu. Is it a uh, general rule? V'yesh la'adun b'chol davr l'fiyah makman zman. And it really depends on the place and the time. Im yesh b'maris ayin, if there currently is a maris ayin. If im yesh, and if there is, asr hu v'ashema. Or maybe you say, e'in lano al-masha asr chazal. Maybe maris ayin is something, if chazal asr, it is asr. V'aleim e'in l'hoisif. But you can't make up your own maris ayins. We don't make up our own Isra Drabanans on Shabbos. We don't make up our own Isra Drabanans in marrying women. So is Marasain different than every other Drabanan that it is in our hands? We can add Marasains. Or is it like every other Drabanan that we don't? Whatever Chazal Asad they Asr. And yes, maybe if Chazal lived today, they would ask many more things, but they're not here, and we don't ask it. 
So what is Maris Ayin like? So we, before we mentioned that in the Ramah, it's a good question, because the Ramah says almond milk is a problem, but it could be because the Ramah held it's the exact same thing as blood of fish, so he held it is a Gemara, but maybe not. So the Ramah would be questioned how to understand that Ramah, but he doesn't even mention that. He brings that they did not allow you to make breaded fish using matzabel. Right? So in uh, Turkey, they, did, they held that it's uh, marasain. Right? If you serve on Pesach breaded fish, it looks like it's breaded fish, not matzabel fish. Right? Even though it kind of looks very different, but uh, it looks close enough that they held as a problem marasain. So imagine if the Magan Avram would have seen uh, what they have today, right? There was a story there in that, that city. That's why there was so makbid. She saw her friend frying uh, something using matzamel. She thought, oh, must be, you're allowed to use bread on Pesach. For heaven's sakes, I can't imagine how a woman could think of things like that. She spent months cleaning her house for every drop of hummus. She says, oh, but you're allowed to fry in, in, in breadcrumbs? I don't understand. But okay, she did. That was uvda. In the Sephardic countries, maybe they would take regular flour that was shmur for matzah and mix it with meiros. They weren't matzah on I don't know, but they, they, she thought she used bread, though. She, where did she even get bread? Anyway, <laughs> right? Okay, so someone who is so daft, right? We made the, the whole Istanbul change their, their halacha because of that. The Prichadah disagrees because of the aim be a day We don't have the ability to make new Xeris. And to ask for something which is mutter because of Marasai. So now, he, Rabbi Weiss, is quoting this Machlaikis, the Prichadah Shemagan Avram, as a source that this is what they're arguing about. They're arguing about can you make a new Marasai or not? Now, I would have said that's not what they're arguing about. I would have said everybody knows what matzah male is. Matzah male is one of those kind of things that is like uh, margarine and it's like power of ice cream. Matzah male has been around from time, you know, immemorial. Everybody knows that if you have fried fish on Pesach, it's with matzah male. So there was one idiot that for some reason thought not like that. So they made a gzeira. That the Brichadish is saying, you don't make gzeiras nowadays. That's a gzeira which doesn't have a pshat to it. That we don't have the ability to do anymore. That's what the Brichadish is disagreeing with the Magan of Ram. Not he's disagreeing that there could be marasayin. He's saying there is no marasayin here. That's not the issue. They made a gzeira. That he says we can't do. That's what I would say. But this is the way he's learning it. That's the way Rav, Rav Weiss is learning it. You're allowed to eat um, like a, from a deer without removing the chaylev. Even though people won't know the difference between venison and other kind of meat, beef. You see the Paiskim argued in this question. Amnam, he says, basically he says that we don't hold like the We hold that you could extend Marasayans beyond what Chazal asserts. So this is not such a strong hetero, but it's a tzad hetero. He says, it's one tzad Base. Let's go to skip the next column, ice base. Kol geder Marasayan mishan Every Marasayan changes according to the place. Hazman v'ha'inyan and the time and the context. 
could be something that yesterday was marasayin, but once everybody got used to it, there's no marasayin. And this is the case I was telling you before. Only wool of a sheep in Pishtun with linen, but if you're going to use... Um, Camel here, Vitzemer Arnavim, and uh, rabbit here, for Venoitsa shall izim, Vacholshar Minim, anything else, Mutterbepisha, and you can have it together with linen, Vachain canvas, canvas, Vitzemer Geffen, and cotton, Vacholshar Minim, Matarm, and Philip Vitzemer, Rachel, and Vailim, Vachavim, Asrum, and Marazain, Meshi, and Samar, and the Chazal only answered soak, Vishadem Lepisha, because it looks like. Linen, Vachain Kelach, Vahu, Bin Hagal, Vakrachayam, Alvanim Shabiyam, it's some kind of a coral. Vidam Lutzemer, Asrumishem Maras Ayn, and Mapishem Bahoidna, and nowadays, Meshri Motsi Binenu, everybody knows what silk is. Hakam Akirim, everybody recognizes it. Levigach Ayn, by Mishem Maras Ayn, Umutter Matsamar Apishem. So here's a good example of something which at one point Chazal did answer it, and yet times changed, and the halacha changes. This is a very, very good source. Now he, if you turn the page here, he finds another Gemara, another halacha. Which we're not going to go into, it's academic, but he finds another case that doesn't seem to work with this. But the bottom line is, he, he goes back, tries to say, Chilik. He says, Look, you know, we wear shaitals and we don't worry about marasain. We use shavers, we don't worry about marasain. So he says, Obviously, that whatever the Chilik is, it's not clear, but that seems to be the overwhelming halacha. That once 